the negative passive that we're talking about. Right. I would put that. Um, I would just rephrase that as pride in a different kind of different kind of package. Welcome to episode 11 of the Wednesday Sessions, a podcast of Redeemer Presbyterian Church. My name is Matt Seipel. I'm here with Wes Andrews and Todd Lowry and Hal Farnsworth. I'm sorry we were not able to get an episode out to you uh, last week, but we will renew our efforts uh, to get you an episode out um, every single Wednesday. Uh, we got a good question that I think, well, uh, well we have a question that I think will promote some so a good discussion, but before we get to that, um, Hal wanted to make a couple comments just about the current cultural climate that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, the we respond. Um, a lot of our podcasts have to do with questions that you that you ask. This question was already uh, in uh, in the queue. In the yeah. queue. Uh, However, we want our congregation and those that are listening to not think that we are toned down to the significant issues that are taking place uh, in our in our time, and we want to address this next week. We felt it was necessary to discuss it among ourselves, to be prepared uh, so we can have a legitimate discussion to try to promote understanding and a way through, uh, uh, at least on our part as Redeemer Presbyterian Church, um, concerning the issue uh, of race and how we can be solved in life. So, um, so next week. No, I think that's a very helpful way to frame it, too, because we're all, I mean, we all uh, watch the news and read things on the Internet about what's sort of going on out there, but a discussion about our own responsibility in the situation, I think, could be really helpful for a lot of people. And I would encourage, of course, all of our people, and I'm sure, how can you not be praying about the situation? Yeah, absolutely. It, it is very... Uh, Concerning to all of us, and but I would encourage our people to pray uh, for uh, God's work in the midst of redemptive history, mm. that we would see his hand in all of this. Yeah. No, that's good. That'll be, that'll be a good discussion next week. I look forward to it. Um, let me read this question that came in, um, I guess, a, a week or so ago. Um, the guy, let's see, the question is, I, he, he makes a comment that we have mentioned humility a couple times in our podcast, and it came up, uh, I think, three or four times in our sermon series through Philippians as well. It was a, mm-hmm. certainly an emphasis in Paul's letter there. And so he says, um, while I've, I've appreciated that, I'm, I'm still struggling to reconcile the difference between humility and passivity. I personally tend to be passive rather than confrontational and oftentimes defend my actions internally by telling myself I'm acting out of a spirit of humility. Can you all speak to the differences in these two attitudes? 
So he somewhat framed the question as, can, can you help me understand what's the difference between humility and, and passivity? And he, and he throws in the idea of, of confrontation there with the assumption that at least some confrontation is good. and You can't be passive when you're being confrontational. So uh, there's a few different directions uh, we could go in. Why, why don't we start with, could we talk about like what's the problem with passivity or is it a problem? What do you guys think? Could be a problem. It could be a problem. Okay. Yeah, what do you mean? I mean, there are things in our world that we have to address if we're going to function, if we're going to be faithful in, in whatever it is we do, whether it be work, whether it be church, whether it be family. Um, is you're going to have to engage, you're going to have to deal with if uh, you're going to be of any use to anybody or the situation. So I mean, if you're just sitting there passive, I'm trying to think of a passive... Uh, passive passage? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I can't think of a passage that, that says we're to be passive. There's a difference even between resting um, yeah, in the I, Lord. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Waiting. Waiting to put the Lord. Right. Yeah, I do think of, I think where, I think of verses that speak of passive... I don't think they're actually saying passive. Right. I think we are misconstruing them or using them incorrectly. Um, I had to look it up because I couldn't. I don't know. They, it's First Thessalonians four eleven, to aspire to live quietly and to mind your own affairs, mm-hmm. and to work with your hands as we instructed you, so that you may walk properly before outsiders and be dependent on no one. So I think of that. You could just take that and say, hey, just keep your head down, be quiet. You know, but you, you mm-hmm. put that in with the rest of Scripture. I, I don't think that's calling us to passivity. I think that's, mm-hmm. I think those are just kind of wise words and, and right. kind of a general sense mm-hmm. of life. But you think about the proverb that says, greater is a man who is able to uh, hold his temper than a man who takes a city. Yeah. Right? Um, that's good. Uh, but that's not passivity because... Takes a lot of work. It, it's, it's very possible that a person who is passive is far from being humble, because there is a war that goes on inside them. Yes, yeah, takes self control. There is a lot of anger that eventually comes out, and uh, some people would call the the. You know, I, I I've heard there's eight different personality types. I, I I don't know what they are. I have a real issue sometimes living in a secular world where the age of psychology reigns uh, in the social sciences versus which is a scripture side. But, but I, I, I've heard that the most difficult person uh, to live with is a person who is passive aggressive. So that would not be humility. That would just be um, um, kind of getting your way uh, in a non-aggressive mm-hmm. uh, and I'm not suggesting that the person that's writing uh, oh, sure. asking the question is doing that um, but there's no doubt that usually in my mind when I hear the word passive my first thought is passive aggressive <laughs> <laughs> what I, w- I would put passive I think ultimately Passive, like the negative passive that we're talking about. Right. I would put that. Um, 
I would just rephrase that as pride in a different kind of different kind of package. Yep. Because you're you think so highly of yourself that you either won't get involved, you won't stick your neck out, mm. because you know it might get chopped off, or you might you know you won't. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it is really a, in a true sense, it's it's pride wrapped wrapped up in a different package. Um, I mean, because I think if you think of true humility, I read an article on humility, and it. You think of Jesus, the most humble man. He was offensive. He said yeah. some very bold. I mean, calling mm-hmm. people vipers. Mm-hmm. You know, calling people right. you know sons of the devil. I mean, he was he was mm-hmm. far from passive, but but humble. So humble doesn't mean have to mean quiet. Yeah. Uh, or 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 uninvolved. I think some of the most humble people. I know are actually the ones that kind of light you up when you're in the wrong because they actually think less of themselves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they aren't thinking about their own welfare they're thinking about truth and they're thinking about God's honor and so when truth is not being upheld they, they go right in yes right uh, kind of uh, unaware of how man they're about to get shot up right <laughs> But mm-hmm. all they care about mm-hmm. is God's honor mm-hmm. and His glory, and 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 the person they're willing to address. Right. Because they may be they may, you know faithful are the wounds of a of a friend, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's wounding. Mm-hmm. But it takes great humility to call out a good friend of yours to kind mm-hmm. of call them out in their sin. Mm-hmm. That's an incredibly humble thing to do. That's not arrogant. Well, Christ. Um, was not only humble, but he was meek, and I guess those go together, okay? But meekness is not weakness. Uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones said his definition of a meek person is someone who's always angry at the right time (laughs) and never angry at the wrong time. And that's what we see in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rather than calling down the angels on the cross, he submits. And uh, but he did it not in a passive way. He was very actively living by faith that um, that um, he could trust God even in the midst of being cursed. Uh, so everything's active. Every I mean, w- when should when should we not be intentional? Hmm. Yeah, Moses in uh, Numbers twelve is also referred to as. The meekest man, and he was far from passive and um, quiet. Mm-hmm. And he wrote that, which is also pretty interesting. <laughs> wow! I was going to I was going to leave that one out, but uh, you got it. <laughs> hey, what about this verse? Can I throw this out here? Uh, James four. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but um, God opposes the proud. Yep. But gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, uh, you double-minded sinners. Uh, humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Um, there's a lot of humility being spoken of there, and it does not look to be um, passive or quiet in the sense of submitting, resisting, Drawing near to God, uh, mourning. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I still, I still, I said it a few weeks ago that 
Not much of the gospel makes sense without humility. I'd also say not much of the gospel makes sense if if you're just sitting on a log not doing anything, you know? Usually the times when I'm passive are the times where I just don't really care. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I mean, Wes, you said you know, passivity can be connected with pride. I mean, it can also be connected to indifference <laughs> yeah. or yeah. even hatred. I agree it with can that. be connected with fear and cowardice. Right. Um, there's not a lot of good reasons I can think of yeah. um, to want. To and we all struggle with all those in, in different areas. I yeah. mean, I, I, there are times when I just should care and I don't care. And I'm probably more passive in my family than I ought to be. Yeah. So I think maybe on the surface, passivity and humility could even appear similar. Mm-hmm. But sure. it seems like a big difference is that passivity has got some kind of there's an avoidance at play um, yeah. some kind of self-preservation is at work yeah. to avoid something well and that that's what I meant by pride that's right. exactly yeah. Yeah. well here here's let's be real practical here um, to, in my mind a person that's passive, and uh, playing mental games in their head as to whether that's humility or not. My my question to to this person or to to to, to anybody else that might be dealing with this this question would be, well, how active are you in the church? I mean, is it, I mean, it seems to me that 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 sometimes we're 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 asking questions uh, that uh, work their work themselves out when we are just. Um, well, let's put it this way. Jesus uh, in, in Philippians 2 says that he humbled himself and became obedient. So part of humility is not kind of, am I acting humble? It's just obedience. And obedience is you're actively seeking to, to, to for that the, the, the Lord's prayer to be answered in your life which I guess if you're kind of dealing with the, you know, it's passivity, uh, true humility or whatever, you're really kind of in those uh, fourth, fifth, and sixth petitions versus God, you're my father. I want to hallow your name. I want your kingdom come, your will to be done. I, I think, in other words, that's where we always ought to be kind of logging what we're thinking about. So in 1 Corinthians 4, I think it's the best passage that anybody would be dealing with this question, like, am I going to be a people pleaser, or am I, or am I really being? It is First Corinthians four, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but but Paul says, um, he says, this then, verse one, is how you ought to regard us as servants of Christ, and as those entrusted with the mysteries God has revealed. Okay, that that's that's the idea. Hey, well, first off, I'm a servant. And he says, now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. I care very little if I'm judged by you or by any human court. Indeed, I do not even judge myself. And my conscience is clearer. But that does not make me innocent. It is the Lord who judges me. Therefore, judge nothing before the appointed time and wait until the Lord comes. And he'll bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of the heart. I mean, it just seems to me that the Apostle Paul's got it dead on here. I'm called of God. I'm in the family of God. I have a commission. 
not just as an apostle, but as a Christian. And so whether people judge me or don't judge me, I don't even judge myself because judgment has been already made. It's already been made. I'm okay. And if there's something that's not right with me, then, uh, you know, God will reveal that. Um, so, so, so to me, uh, you know, the answer to many questions that we have are, are is right there in in First Corinthians uh, four. That I don't want to be tied, and I, couldn't Wes, be I, if you I, wanted. I, to. I, I know I couldn't. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, you know I don't want to be mad. I don't want to be tied. I don't want to be. I'm thankful I'm not some great leader in the church. To be quite honest with you, I wouldn't want to be Tim Keller. I wouldn't want to. I just. So that that to me is kind of the way I would try to answer that person. You know, it, it, the very fact that you're asking that question, you're kind of thinking about it too much. Just let's go out there and look to Christ, serve Christ, and then that it'll work its way out, and He'll convict you one way or the other. Because hmm. you're not going to be useful if you're navel gazing. Hmm. So about questions like this. Yeah, I mean, I don't know everything that's behind the this particular person's question, but let, let's just suppose he acknowledges that being passive is not good. Yes. He's been hearing us talk about humility. Right. He knows that is good. Yes. But we all know people who are not passive and are also not humble. <laughs> right. right. So what kind of suggestions would you guys have to, to actively avoid if, if passivity is something you already know you struggle with, what kind of suggestions would you guys have about dealing with that in a way that also moves toward humility and not, you know, arrogance and brashness and just telling everybody what to do? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Wes. Well, I, I'm just thinking that verse Micah 6, 8. Um, That's good. Says, this is what's required of you. Yeah. You know, it says to do justice, right? To love kindness, right. And to walk humbly with God, and and so those three together. I mean, I think is there something that requires justice in this? Am I supposed to speak into this? Mm. I think so. And and so there's a question that becomes there: like, is this just mm. a selfishness on my part that I need this or want this, mm-hmm. or is this something that really I need to I need to step into this, mm-hmm. and then love kindness. I do it in such a way that's kind and sometimes that is I mean sometimes the kindest thing you can do for somebody is to call them out in their sin um, it's actually unkind you know the, the opposite of the faithful words of a friend or you know like the kisses of an enemy <laughs> yep you know kisses feel great um, wounds don't but sometimes the kindest thing that you can do is um, a faithful wound from a friend you know, and it says walk humbly before the Lord and recognizing your own place in this. So I, I would just kind of walk through those three in that verse helpful. in yeah. any given moment. I know it's hard to do like on the spot, but usually if somebody's passive, this is all running through their heads. Yeah. And I put those three categories in there and say, mm-hmm. all right, is this, some, is this something I need to do and can I do it kindly and and recognize my place before the Lord and, and, and mm-hmm. do this in a way that's humble. Related to that is, um, I think, the thing, when you were talking, Wes, I thought of you know, the fact that followers of Jesus were not our own. We were bought at a price. We, 
we are to move into life, to take responsibility to the things that God has placed in front of us, and um, and realize that um, there are many areas where God calls us to enter into that make us feel uncomfortable. Um, and in that uncomfortableness, we, we realize that we don't have what it takes to do what what God may have called us to do, and we humbly depend on, we simply depend on God, the gospel truths, and trust Him. And as we, as we actually move into some of those things, we don't even have to try to do it perfectly, because we're not going to do it perfectly. Yeah, that's right. Um, and sometimes to think that, oh, I can handle this, or, or I, I have the tools to do this perfectly, um, stops us from doing a lot of things that God calls us mm-hmm. to do. And therefore we realize just, Lord, I'm going to try to do this faithfully. I really don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to trust you in it. Be quick to say I'm sorry, but just move into it. And I think the Lord uses those opportunities mm-hmm. In a real way. I mean, there are plenty of things that raising children, dealing with how to love my wife, you, you move into those things and you don't know exactly what you're going to do. But you know that you're called to do it mm-hmm. and you just trust the Lord and be very sensitive to say, ah, I'm just trying. Yeah, that's right. And, and I, I think that's helpful to, to be able to do that. Um, and, and in those those categories that you used as well, Wes. Do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, well, I was just thinking, I think... Um, you know, a big part of humility is just recognizing your own limitations. Yep. Yep. And so, yeah, that you know, recognizing limitations shouldn't lead you to inaction. That's right. But it should just right. focus in mm-hmm. um, where you are going to put your action right. and lead you to a really like a very dependent posture toward God. Right. As you continue to walk, right. as you continue. Uh, to move mm-hmm. forward with the knowledge that hey, I don't know everything. <laughs> I'm a, not only am I a limited person, but I'm a sinful person. Mm-hmm. But I also know I'm not. I'm not called to stand still. Mm-hmm. So, well, I, I do think <clears throat> the person that's asking this is a good question, and um, um, and I think you know I'm a man, so I can't speak for women, but I think every man has to learn whether God's calling him to be a captain of 10 or 50 or 100. And real contentment is is um, when you you kind of learn what your ceiling is. And I think that brings humility. I mean, mm-hmm. to try something and you're utter failure at it. And you say, well, I tried it. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not supposed to write books or I'm not supposed to be a you know, conference speaker. I, I've just... This is what God wants me to do. Mm-hmm. And then I think uh, it, that's kind of where humility comes from. It's in failure, right? It's, but it, it's not in, well, uh, I don't know if I can do that or not. And I've always said that uh, for a young man, if he's newly married, that his wife will figure out what he can and can't do long before he does. And then when he figures out what she's figured out, then then she's at peace. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Versus trying to be a captain of a hundred if uh, and and that's not humility yeah that's working hard that's trying to be successful that's trying to make a name for yourself versus well Lord this is what I have this is what you gave me and uh, and uh, I, 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 sub, I submit to that and to me that's that's true humility it's, it's like this is it this is what I have yeah sure and um, so 
Yeah, the offensive lineman who's, you know, mad that he can't be the quarterback, mm-hmm. so he just goes and doesn't come to practice anymore. Mm-hmm. He's not really helping anybody, right? But if he'll, you know, get it in his mind that, like, oh, I can contribute by being what I'm supposed to be as That's an right. offensive lineman, right. yeah, then he can do right. a lot of real good mm-hmm. uh, for himself and for everybody else, yeah. Yeah, and we're certainly not taught to think that way in our culture. Everything in our culture is rugged individualism and self-affirmation, self-gratification, self-whatever. Uh, um, making a name for ourselves. And that, again, going back to the Tower of, uh, of uh, Babel, well, maybe we were discussing that before this podcast, but but what what did they want? They wanted a building to make a name for themselves. Hmm. Versus God giving Abraham a new name, giving uh, uh, Jacob a new name. Yeah. And we have a new name. But, but you know, Jacob wasn't Abraham. Right. Abraham yeah, right. And Moses. Yeah, that's right. And Moses basically, you know, it's like, God, why'd you bring, do you hate me? Did you bring me out here because you hate me to take care of, you know? And he was wrestling with his sense of calling. And, and uh, so. Well, it's been a good conversation. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, please send them our way, and um, we will get back with you next Wednesday. What good am I when no one don't do? If I see and don't say, if I look right through you. If I turn a deaf ear to the thundering sky What good am I? Bye. I like how you like to throw in the bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bye. I just want everybody to know we're here. Come on now. <laughs> bye. <laughs>